Welcome to episode 7 of the Tech Huddle. We are back and Kelvin's launching a startup. Pretty exciting. He's always said that it can't be done because he has a wife and kids and you just don't have the time. But I say, that's crap. If you've ever wanted to start something for yourself, but you're just not sure that you have the time or resources to commit to it, this is going to be the episode for you. All right, it's been a while. Let's get back into it. So, Pat, we're back. Back again. Shady's back. <laughs> Tell your friends. Sorry. We are uh, back. We are we, back. We're back. We, we had a bit of a break. It was, it was a mm-hmm. bit of a break, too. How, how long since we've released a recording? A month. A month, yeah. And that is my fault. So I apologize. I take full responsibility. What were you doing? So I was working uh, for on the well, I was working yeah for a, for a company called Cadent, which is run by a friend of mine, uh, James Gorsey, uh, who uh, we worked together a few years back, and I actually built with a colleague of mine or a couple of colleagues of mine uh, in 2019. We built the Big Sound mobile application uh, for the Big Sound Music Conference in uh, in Fortitude Valley, which I had never heard of, but is actually the largest music event in the Southern Hemisphere or music conference in the Southern Hemisphere. It's actually pretty big. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I've seen the ads for it everywhere, through the valley, through the CBD, mm. big trucks driving around. And, you know, the big turnout, like that, those events, there's events from AWS and Warner and yeah, so there's there's labels, there's tech companies there. It's, yeah, it's it's a sorry. So it's so it's not a concert. I thought it was a concert. It has a whole bunch of concerts throughout, and then conference yep. events, and you know, meet and greets, and depending on, uh, I think you can just go to a lot of the concerts and pay at the door, or you can buy mm-hmm. like a conference ticket, which gets you into every you know into everything for the for the so it's some sort of tech festival like pretending to be a, a music concert or no or like it's, it's a mix definitely, of the two or? it's definitely like a music conference there's you know speakers from the industry uh, even though I built the app not an expert on it you should check it out I think it's bigsound.org.au cool so today's episode we're talking about starting a business if you've already got commitments like family children because you keep telling me that you don't have the time to start a business with your wife and kid and as an outside observer who doesn't have a wife and kid, I say that's full. I reckon you can. So I'm. We're gonna try. We're gonna run through this. We're gonna hear your arguments as to why it can't be done. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and convince you. And hopefully, any listeners who are thinking that they're also short on time or that they can't start a business, they can't start a side venture, they can't do you know indie hacking or things like that. That it's actually easier to get this stuff done and perhaps less time consuming than you might think. And this is actually perfect timing because you've got a new side project that you're working on and you're hoping to get some money out of. And it's actually pretty cool. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah. So we can talk about the the side project first and then circle back to uh, yep. the issues I have had starting things in the past. My current side project is... So if you don't know me, or even if you do know me, you might not know that I, I really enjoy learning languages. Uh, but it's not something I've actually done a lot of until the last kind of couple of years. So I learned to speak Spanish. Uh, I started in when I was 23, or maybe 22. I started to learn Spanish and then like I studied. And how it old are I, you now? Sorry? How old are you now? I'm 38. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. Damn. Man, so, you look young. I do. I look younger than you. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously, you do. All, 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 everything that goes wrong with me is on the inside. <laughs> oh man, I was at a, I was at a party over the weekend, and someone said, "How old are you?" And I was like, "Yeah, twenty nine." They're like, "Really? You know, you don't look twenty nine. You look way younger." And I was like, "Really? That's not what people normally." And I could see him start <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, "Oh, you bugger! Yeah, you got me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. They saved themselves quickly. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, lastly, that's like, that's what you always want to hear. Oh, you look so much older. Well, I know I do. So let's not pretend. But yeah, so was I? Uh, I started learning Spanish when I was traveling around in the UK. Like I just had some audio books on my iPod. Anyway, I, like that's a longish Why story Spanish? in itself. Okay, so I was just tossing yeah, but- up between Spanish and French when I was first started, and. I decided. Yeah, wouldn't it make more I, sense to learn like a European language while you're in while you're in England? Spanish is a European language. No, you know what I mean. Spanish Spanish is like majority, isn't that majority South America, majority Americas? Whereas if you go to Europe, surely you want to learn French, German. When you're learning a language, uh, yep. and this yeah, this would be like a total side topic. Uh, like, I've got enough to talk about for a full episode on this. So I'll try not to. You get too off okay. track, but when you're learning a language, you have to pick something that is useful. Uh, like, right. as an adult, learning a language is hard. But okay, mm-hmm. no, it's not hard. It's simple but not easy. Does that make sense? So, like, it's simple. You just have to practice a lot, especially with like Duolingo yes. and all of these tools. But it takes like a constant. It's like it takes a lot of constant effort, and you need to be able to use it. Otherwise, yeah. it just won't sink in. So anyway, so I looked at right to be able to do something like that daily. Yeah. You have to do it daily, yeah. And it's it's honestly it isn't hard, but it do, it just mm. requires a lot of effort. Mm. Uh, anyway, so I looked at the countries that I wanted to go to, and I looked at the number of people that I had run into that speak specific languages. And so everywhere I went when I was in the UK, there was always a Spanish speaker. Always, like either the chef or they were working with me, or just random people that I met spoke Spanish. Uh, and so so that was number one. So there seemed to be plenty of Spanish speakers around. Number two, uh, I didn't really, like, of all of the places I was interested in going, I was more interested in traveling around South America than I was traveling around France and Africa and the Pacific Islands, which is where, mm. you know, French, French is spoken significantly, right? There's I think I think I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's forty-four countries that speak French as one of their languages. Maybe not their official language, but there'll be people or communities there that speak French enough for the country to be known as a French-speaking country. Whereas Spanish Spanish is spoken in twenty-one countries as the first as its first language. Um, Anyway, so that was a long time ago. I met Natty, my wife, uh, my now wife, in two thousand and eight. And she doesn't like learning languages, and I do. So in our first year together, I learned Spanish. I had I had a foundation from when I was traveling. Like I spent a month studying in Quito in Ecuador, and then I came back and I was studying it at uni. And so I had this perfect combination where I was uh, I'd go and learn something at uni and come home and practice it uh, with with Natty. And in within twelve months, I was fair. Well, twelve months of meeting Natty, I was pretty fluent. Uh, and then, you know, within two years, uh, you know, like properly, properly conversational. And now like my Spanish is, is excellent for day-to-day conversation. I'm not a native speaker. I've still got an accent. I don't want to be a native speaker. Like I don't want to sound perfect. 
because I do make grammatical mistakes. And if you sound like a foreigner, they forgive you when you make grammatical mistakes. Or like for those you of say, you who, if you've never hung out with Kelvin, by the way, he'll like he'll just have Colombians. He'll just walk up to Colombians in public and start speaking perfect Spanish with them, and they're like, "Oh my god," you know, and they start having this really in-depth conversation and just completely leave the rest of us out of it. It's <laughs> it's very frustrating. One of my favorite things about being a big white guy and speaking very Colombian Spanish is the look of surprise on their face when this big white dude who could not be Colombian starts speaking Colombian with a bit of a Colombian accent and using like colloquial words. And so that's, that is one of my favorite things about speaking language. Cause they're just like, just that look of like surprise. <laughs> what the? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. But what's what's this app you're building? Yeah, yeah. So this, this all ties, feeds into this. Where yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem with learning a language, especially on Duolingo, is you don't have anybody to talk to. Uh, yes. And if you do find someone to talk to, they need to be as patient as a saint while you stumble mm. through, like, you know, this bits of random words, because you have no necessity to speak it. And so you learn a language mm. when you move to a country, often out of necessity to speak that language. And yeah. you don't have that when you're learning it as a foreigner. And so tools like Duolingo and Memorize and other apps are great, but they don't help you speak. And so I'm going to plug that gap where... I am going to make basically a bot that I can talk to and like talk to it and it acts like a native speaker who speaks my language and can tutor me and fix my mistakes. And so the idea would be literally I could go in and say, I'm learning Portuguese. Uh, did I say this correctly? Oh, what's the word for, you know, correct in Portuguese? And it can tell me in Portuguese. And then I can say, okay, so is this sentence correct? Um, you know, uh, I like to correct my wife when she speaks, uh, when she makes grammatical mistakes. And then I say that in Portuguese, it'll look at it and go, okay, well, this is right. This is wrong. I just hit the microphone. Um, yeah. Anyway, you, okay. can, you can edit that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is right. This is wrong. This is how you would say it correctly. And then I practice. And so I've prototyped this and it works awesome. Really? Uh, it is that's, that's the problem i had too right like i was trying to learn japanese and i was just like i don't have anyone to speak bloody japanese to is the issue and then i finally meet my girlfriend she speaks japanese and i was like this is fantastic she's going to help me learn japanese and the first thing she says to me is no 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 i lived in japan for two years i speak japanese but the first language you have to learn is mine so you have to drop japanese and learn thai and learn thai I was like yeah. shit yeah, exactly. So I'm starting from scratch with Ty um, again. Oh, good job. <laughs> yeah. I can't win. And so, so I, and so talking about Portuguese, so I've been in Russian for a while and it's going to take me a while to get Russian. Like it's just, it's going to take years uh, mm -hmm. for me, for it to sink in. And so I'm like, all right, I'll pick up another, you know, I'll just do another language. Uh, <laughs> and so I started learning Portuguese because <laughs> Portuguese is close enough to Spanish. The progress is really quick. Like I yes. can, so this morning, I managed to maintain a, a conversation in Portuguese you know, for about five minutes, um, which isn't bad, right? Consider I've only been at it a couple of months. Uh, That's pretty good. And the, the Brazilian who was listening to me actually understood what I was saying. And th their mind was blown that from last week where I could barely string a sentence together to this week, I could actually 
almost hold a conversation. And the only difference is the prototype of the app that I've been using. Really? Uh, yeah, Just that you've had something to, to talk to and it's been patient and talking back to you just nonstop. And while I've been building it, I'm talking to it and testing it. And so yeah. I'm just hearing the words and, you know, the, the, it speaks so clearly. Uh, it understands so well. Like I will say, I will try and speak in Portuguese to it. And I've told it to only respond to me in Portuguese because I can understand it when it's spoken mm-hmm. right well and i can see the words right i've got the i've got the words on the screen as well got as the transcript as well that you can match yeah, up and so i can always cool. replay certain parts of it if i need to to understand it but it, like, yeah. if i say a word in english like i can be speaking in portuguese and throw an english word in there and it will recognize <sighs> that i've thrown the english word in there so i could be like como se diz correct in portuguese and it mm. will pick up the English word correct and then actually give it back to me in, it'll say, you know, a palavra uh, é corrigir, something like that, whatever the word is. I think that's right, corrigir. That sounded correct to me. Corrigir. And so I'm like, how, that is amazing. And so I can speak to it like a person, like I would, like, and this is it, like this is that gap that I haven't found that anybody does. That well, you don't have a conversation buddy and also that you don't have one that just like you said, one that would actually be because you, you were telling me what the technology is behind this, right? We don't have to go into it on today's podcast. We can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds very good. It sounds like a really, really good plan that you put together. Thank you. And it's, it's also, this doesn't have to be a huge market. This is something that Natty and I are going to bootstrap and mm-hmm. it, it is going to be expensive because... The tech behind it is expensive, <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, and, but well. two, the value proposition. How much would you pay to a tutor to speak to them on an hourly basis? Yeah, it could be 50 uh, bucks an hour, yeah. 60 bucks an hour for a good tutor. Just mm-hmm. and make maybe a conversation partner where they don't have to prep anything, maybe less, you know, but it's still going to be in Australia, you're still talking 30 to 50 bucks an hour. And here's, here's the other thing, right? If you're doing that with your app, that's 24-7. I can just pull open my phone and talk exactly. to them whenever, in the and car, whether I'm actually just at work, if I'm just sitting there on my couch. Yep. Yeah, or just, you know, it, that's exactly right. In the evening, if I can get it working the way I want to, I'll have it so that you can do it like hands-free in the car. Cause That'd be so cool, just driving to work for an hour. Having a conversation, to do twice a week. Having Yeah, practicing another language. How brilliant is that? Yeah, and yeah. also... I just like the ability for me to just like drop into English and say, it's like, sorry, I don't understand this. Like, how do I continue that sentence? And then it could just reply to me. Yes. Like, that's brilliant. It could actually be like the teacher that's always there for you. Yeah. And so if it cost like what, two, two hours, if it was like for the cost of a tutor for two hours a month, you get a 24-7 tutor uh, yeah. available to you all your time. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a hard value prop. Um. So, you know, the caveats on so this. So, you're having is, trouble finding time to actually make this thing? Is that because it sounds like you've actually just completely gone against your own argument, which is that you don't have time to, to, to start these well, businesses here? And I think this is something that we want to unpack because I have managed to get a prototype out. Uh, yeah. And it's been a good, like, and it's, it's rough as guts at the moment. And, but I've been. Yeah following Good. our own advice where I've built a rough as guts prototype and I'm getting it in front of people, I've given it to Natty yeah. and seen her not be able to use it. I gave it to my mum tonight and watched her not be able to use it. 
And then uh, like Natty really wanted it to correct her pronunciation. And I'm like, well, it just doesn't work like that because it hears what you say and then transcribes mm. it to text. And you know what I mean? Mm. And then the text is what's interacting and then it's reading it back out to you. And so it can't like actually hear your pronunciation unless it's really bad. Uh, if you say the wrong word, you know, but it's, it has limitations, but that was really valuable feedback. And so, yeah. And so like, we'll get into my reasons why I've struggled to do this in the past shortly. Uh, but uh, like, it's been super valuable just getting that feedback. And my main goal now is to get it. Like, I just need to get it so you can have basic accounts and basic monetization because it's going to cost me a fortune. To, I, like, to do you even need, do you even need, do you even need accounts for this? Like, what is the MVP? Like, I saw a browser today called browser.horse. Yeah. Know? And yeah. their entire landing page is a, a screenshot and then a 3D running horse. And this guy's charging <laughs> charging money to download his horse browser. And I'm pretty sure looking at it that you could probably get like a Chrome extension of this running in like an hour if you <laughs> know what you're doing with Chrome extensions. So, But he's doing well with it, right? Like people are actually going $9 per month to download the horse browser. Um yeah, and so do you need accounts? Like, can can you just get it like as out there as possible? More importantly, how have you found the time to do this? Because like this yeah. this episode even got delayed for an hour, right? Just because you did have you did have other things oh, going on. Yeah, getting my son to bed, which is always an yeah. interesting experience. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. So I suppose like lately, I, I've been working the equivalent of seven days a week worth of hours for the past nine weeks was that just for this contract that that kept our beautiful podcast out of the hands yeah and that was that's right so i picked up the second contract and i also increased my hours in my like on my primary contract because but that you did you did that voluntarily right so you voluntarily increased your main hours for your job because i know that you only work four days a week generally and i went up to five days a week so uh, you put yourself up. Did, were you asked to put yourself up or did you volunteer? No, that was voluntary. I did I did put myself up. You're uh, your own worst enemy. I, I, taking I, I contract. Am. <laughs> I am. And so to give some context there, I want to take, uh, I want to put air conditioning in my house. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so Whoa, another piece of the puzzle falls into that's place. That's expensive because <laughs> uh, yeah. we're getting a split system in one room and ducted in other rooms. And, and like that's, but that finishes off the inside of our house, which has been, you know, an ongoing thing for the last three years, an ongoing project. Oh, for the God, last three you years. need air conditioning before the summer out there, man. Yeah, I really need it. And I've got to pull the pin on it. I've, I've got the quote there. I just haven't, <laughs> just like spending that amount of money hurts. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it does. Uh, so that was, that was one side of it. But also, uh, I have worked a lot in the past, like not so last 12 months withstanding or you know, 14 months, maybe since and so financial year. So I, I started contracting, I started my own company basically and, and started contracting in the middle of last year in 2022. Mm-hmm. But prior to that being in working in startups or working in agencies, I typically just worked a lot. So anyway, the point of that was. I wanted to work extra now and then take four, four to six weeks off at Christmas time when Kyle is on school holidays. That is important right. to me and it's a non-negotiable part of uh, you know, the way that I want to function as an adult with a small child is I want to have time to spend with my family. And so uh, by working extra now, I can spend some quality time with him then right like actually take days off and so anyways that's why i I voluntarily worked extra 
uh, mm. for was it ten weeks? It, it ended up being more than I expected it to be. Uh, like the second contract, the big sound, I ended up having to do more hours on that than I thought I would need to, and so it ended up being like more than a day a week that it was meant to be. So, are you setting it with this new venture? Are you setting aside a certain number of hours per week? Is this something that you're just going to work on until it's like a basic prototype and then get bored of working on? Like, how serious are you about this? So, I think a big thing for any startup is product founder fit. Like, I think uh, this is you, man. I think this is you written all over it. And and that's it, right? So, one of the reasons I haven't started anything in recent years is I just haven't been that excited about any ideas uh and i i typically get lost in like i get i buy into wherever i'm working like if i'm working somewhere it's because i believe in the vision of that place that i'm working it's typically the way that Mm -hmm. i work i don't i'm i'm not great at balance in the typical sense of like do a little bit of this and do a little bit of that balance for me comes in do a whole lot of this and then stop and do something else completely different Oh, I think it should be a part of the podcast, really, which is that if you're going to start one of these ventures, you need to learn to sort of balance other things in your life. Because I've got the same problem where I just really love working in the office with the team and working on the product, right? If yeah. I think the product's great, and especially if, you know, if you're if you're lucky enough to actually get um, some sort of additional remuneration out of the product, like stock options or something like mm, that. That's right. Which yeah. I don't have yet, which I don't have yet, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try asking. Uh, but you know, I'll end up staying like just just on Wednesday. I pulled a thirteen-hour day at the office, right? I got there just before seven a.m. Mm. and I left at eight thirty p.m. and I didn't take lunch, right? You know, I was just like absolutely just like machining In out code because I was just having so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Once you get into the zone, you don't want to leave it. And I would have stayed there longer, except I was just so damn hungry. I had to go and get some food. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing that actually got me out. They're going to fix that, uh, but. You know, if, if you need to start one of these businesses and you're short on time, I don't think you like, I would actually encourage people to think you may not actually need as much time as you think you can. Because in a way, Kelvin, you've already started an extra venture. You've already had three ventures going, right? You've had, you've had work, which admittedly you did increase your hours on. So that one's a little bit weird. You've had the big sound app, which absolutely went into rush mode, rush mode at the end to get that out before yeah. the, um, the, the festival started. And you've also had the podcast. Right, that's that's almost like my trump card for you saying that you couldn't do anything. I was going to say, well, you're already doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I suppose, and the podcast, the podcast is no inconsiderable time commitment too. Like we'll record for two or three hours a week. Yeah. So I think there's there's a number of things that have changed in my life recently that allows that to happen, uh, mm. and that's uh, better, like better ability to manage my time, uh, and but also buy-in uh buy-in from family so it's something that i you know you need to be working as a team in a marriage you can't just be doing Mm -hmm. your own thing and natty well in any relationship right you need to prop each other up yeah exactly yeah that's exactly right and but also you know working towards the same kind of goals and so natty has like we've been talking about this for a long time and it's just not like the whole startup thing, even though I've been working in it, it's not mm. something that has made sense to Natty because she just doesn't have that background. She hasn't had that exposure. Yeah. I don't think startups make a lot of sense to people who aren't just oh, yeah. I love insane, talking to, to be honest. Yeah. I love talking with like tradies and stuff like that. And they're like, so you work at a company that has no revenue. 
He's like, yes. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so and it's, wor- it's worth billions. <laughs> so wait, wait, you made an app and it's free and it has no way of making money. Yeah. People don't buy it. Yeah. And you're like, yes. And like, yeah. I don't understand. And I was like, you know what? That's a, that's a good statement, right? Anyway. So <laughs> I don't understand it either, to be honest. Yeah. So I think that's part of it uh, is like that having that buy-in that now we're on the same page. We want to be building a business together. You know, this is something that we've mm-hmm. bought into and that has been studying UX design and, and product design and, and a complementary skill set to my own because that's one of the yep. biggest downfalls I've had is mm-hmm. I, I love the engineering aspect, but I love making good looking things. I yep. am not capable of making good looking things on my own. Now I can contribute. Yeah. I can see what looks good, but I don't have that design eye. I think I could learn a certain amount if I really put my time to it, but it's not something that I particularly enjoy doing. So I haven't put my time to it. I enjoy the engineering side more. So, and also I wonder, I wonder how much that actually can be learned because, you know, I've seen designers who can just do like absolutely like they just blitz anything I've ever tried to build in my entire life. And they did it in a couple of hours. Right. Some people oh, just yeah. have a, Some people like they have just, it. you, you you just yeah, you just got it. You, yeah. it's, it's almost like like programming. Sometimes you just go and you know, like at, at young ages, you can tell when when kids are going to be more interested in computers, right? Because they just have a certain way of thinking about things, or yeah. they go into like certain they would be fit into certain careers. And design is another one of those things. It's like you can learn a certain amount of it, and you can learn like the the rules for UI and UX. But at a certain level, like you've either got it or you don't. And that's exactly right. And I think I could learn well enough to build okay looking products but i don't want to build okay looking products i want to build like awesome looking products great looking like google tier products yeah yeah apple tier products and so that's something that now we're on the same page and we're getting work and like daddy's really excited to be actually working on these ventures with me now as well and because of that Mm -hmm. we can organize our time and split up the load right so it's like either you know where either parent one person is parenting while another one is working uh, and, you know, we can distribute that load between us now because we're both on the same page. Just wait until you send back the first Figma design and reject it because it wasn't, you know, formatted correctly or <laughs> the yeah. padding was inconsistent yeah. and I'll or be nothing was named in correctly. In the front room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't build this until we have a working prototype. You know, we need like, the actual click through and the skeleton wireframe, please. Uh, yeah, that's I'll, that'll be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's fine. Like it'll it'll work. But yeah, you're right. So, and I don't know how I've got the time now to do this. When I previously, I I really struggled with it. But I think there's a lot of excuses in there as well. Like in the past, if I look back, so Carl's six. So yep. there's definitely been. So for the first, so from 2020, beginning of 2020 uh, until kind of the end of, or the middle of last year. So what's that? Like 2020, yeah, 2022. So about two and a half years, we were, our project was building this house. And that took a lot of time because we, you know, we, we were very hands-on in the Decided design. to do everything yourself. Yeah, exactly. And we were very hands-on in the design process, which took a lot of time, making a lot of decisions. We painted the house. Outside and in. How, by how many times? Yeah, yeah. We've repainted the ceiling in the hallway like six times. I was so sick of painting the hall. I hate painting. I don't use the word hate lightly. I, I don't like painting at all. 
Anyway. You're saying you don't want to come and help paint my house when I build one? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Natty, Natty, Natty will come and help. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure she'd love to. <laughs> uh, Natty actually really does enjoy painting to a certain extent. Uh, doesn't sound like she enjoyed it after doing it six she, times. She doesn't she like ceilings. Because ceilings, yeah. you know, like they're, they're just awkward and difficult to do. Uh, you know, walls mm. and the outside wasn't too... Too bad. I say not too bad. Natty did the majority of the painting as well. I only helped out on some things. I took a month off at one point and all I did was sand skirting boards for the entire house. Skirting boards and door frames. I listened to a whole lot of podcasts though. And honestly, if I hadn't taken that month off and listened to as many podcasts as I did during that time, I was listening to like Indie Hackers and Startups for the Rest of Us and uh, a product, the product book. Um, is it Inspired? Is that a product management book that I listened to? Pretty sure I'll have to I'll have to check. It's really it's really a good book, but um, that's what helped me convince Natty to make the decision to you know to start our own you know like con- consulting and contracting company as opposed to continuing on as an employee. It sounds like you were like part of a chain gang, just doing absolutely nothing but sanding skirting boards for it a was month. Rough, man, it was rough. <laughs> Uh, but we had Kyle uh, as well, right? So, you know, we'd, we'd have to keep him entertained and sand skirting, bo- sand skirting boards. Uh, but yeah, and so, you know, we built the kitchen in the front room. Uh, we've done all of the landscaping ourselves. And that actually has been... So I did work four days a week when I was at Eggy. Uh, there were, you know, four by tens, which ended up being like four by elevens or... Um, and you know, maybe the odd bit here and there on the weekends, but like for a long time, it was like four days at Eggy and then three days on the house, like Friday morning we'd start and like until 11 PM Friday night and same on Saturday and same on Sunday and then back to work again on Monday. So what did you actually, what was it that actually got Natty convinced? What, 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 what point did she actually say, okay, I'm going to let you, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with, uh, doing this like startup venture. Cause I remember, I remember a few times when I would ask you, like, do you even want to work on this contract? You had to run it by her as well. So what was it that like a startup venture or at least a side business is just way more risky uh, than, than, than taking on a paid contract at 23 Shout? What was the actual, what was the argument? I don't actually know what it was that convinced her that it was a good idea. Persistence and she was tired of saying no. So she just said yes this time. It was like, I've been working on it for seven years uh, at least. For, for one, for her to learn UI and UX design, because she likes to make stuff look good. So I'm like, well, why don't you just, you know, do it digitally instead of, you know, in interior de- design, interior decoration and design. Do you think it's also this, like this, this, this actual, uh, the app that you're working on? Do you think that she gets it? Maybe is what it is? Uh, she doesn't like learning languages. She's only excited about this because I'm excited about it. Uh, oh, okay. It's just your, it's just your enthusiasm is rubbing off on her so much. Yeah. But, and like, but she sees the market for it. That's the thing yeah. that she sees because this is one thing where it's like one thing that has stopped me from like actually starting any project is like, am I willing to sell it? Cause I don't like sales. I like talking to people, but I don't like sales. You know, just that, the grind, right? I remember we we're talking to Wahid right? and he's like, it should be boring. You're just, you know, calling, you have a system, you're grinding through. I don't like that grind. Uh, and so you're still gonna have to do marketing. You're still gonna have to do sales. And it's like this product that we've come to, and one of the reasons I'm excited about it, and I think that Natty's excited about it, is this is something that I could sell because mm. I see the value. I'm using it myself, and I love talking languages with people. And so, 
Uh, and I have some contacts as well, like at universities, at schools, at English language You can even sell it to, exactly, you could sell it at, 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 at sort of, um, you know, these businesses that do teach people languages. You could exactly. sell them like a bulk license that they could give to their yeah, students. Yeah, and this is actually, like we actually Sweet think we're going to focus on that like early on is B2B. Yeah. Get into Well, you know, you should actually reach out with a prototype sooner rather than later and actually see if they would be interested. And even if they'd be willing to pre-sign something just to get a discount on it for when it does come out. Yeah, yeah. Well, also just to find out what they would need to be able to integrate. Like if I've got a prototype, and this is where I want a web prototype. Uh, I want it to be running on web first because it's easy to just sit down, send somebody a link, they can have a play with it in like a limited session. And Are you building this in Flutter, Kelvin? I am building this in Flutter, yes. I After much consideration, yes. uh, I did end up going down the Flutter route. And I have good yeah. justification for that, which we will talk about it at another time. So I think this, this is why I'm so excited about this idea is because I am actually willing to sell this. I am willing to contact like my old language professors and uh, like I did a postgraduate uh, teaching English as a second or other language course, TESOL course. And so there's mm-hmm. the school that I did my prac at that I can potentially contact as well. Um, so yeah, I, I've got enough places to go looking to be able to, and you should this. be reaching out to those the second you have that crappy prototype, like don't wait to put accounts and payments in for that sort of thing. Like you should be going out there. The, once what this I thing need is, is like functional with a bare UI. Yeah, it, it will be a bare UI and it's not probably not going to look good, uh, because I'll try and get face to face and sit down. Browser.horse, mate. It's a bunch of horses and it's selling. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. But I could also start, there's two aspects to this. We've got a lot of people that we know that could benefit from this app who live here in Australia that yes. are learning English. And mm-hmm. so if I can just get basic payments and like, re- like it doesn't, again, it could look crap. But what's that higher value market, right? Like if you're going to go after the universities, you're going to have a completely different payment scheme to what everyone else has. Like if you go after, if you go after these professors, if you go after these English language companies, et cetera, they are worth a much larger amount to you than the other people. And frankly, if you just get like, you know, a licensing system put in or some, some basic thing through Stripe that can detect that yes this person is part of that license rather than going for that mrr to individuals first individual like b2c as well, like we've talked about this already they're much more flaky than b2b when it comes to selling they are they are and people say they buy it and then they don't trust me i know with lugs it's extremely yeah extremely yeah. hard to actually nail people down for that payment when push comes to shove the the value in going the B to C route as well as the B to B route initially, and getting accounts in doesn't take much time. Uh, like I'll just use pre made solutions off the shelf and throw it in and just get because I need to be able to. Limit. You're not going to roll your own auth, the current thing on Twitter. <laughs> I I honestly I'm not going to be rolling my own auth. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. For me, I do need to be able to limit how much people are using it because it's expensive to run. It is expensive to Mm. run. I have Mm. burned through just in my own usage during development, $50 worth of external services. Yeah, I do want to have at least some basic ability to track uh, how much is getting spent by people that are testing this for me because I can give this to my sister, to my mom, um, to some friends of ours because we have lots of like friends who have like, you know, one partner that speaks Spanish and the other one who doesn't. And then family around those who are trying to learn Spanish. But then we've also got Spanish speaking friends who are here and they just want to get their English to a new level. Like they want to go from like 
basically speaking to being able to speak professionally. And that's actually something. I just got to say, like, again, how much I love this idea, right? Because like, even then, like people lose patience with you when you just want to try speaking with them. And they're not always around to practice with you. And it's like, even then, like, sometimes they focus on the wrong things. Like, you know, no, your pronunciation is slightly off. And I'm like, I literally can't tell what the hell I'm doing wrong. And I just want to talk. I just want to like, I just want to have that basic level conversation. I really like this idea. I'm, I'm getting it for sure. Yeah, it's it like... I want to send you bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Um, but yeah, so like I do, I need that. But that's pretty easy to get in. From my own usage, I'm convinced that this works because honestly, I can't tell you how much my, my Portuguese improved in just two days of like three or four hours a day of me talking to this thing as I'm working on it. Uh, I think it's great. I really want to get access to this thing. I know you said it's not ready yet, but once you've got a web prototype together, let me know. I'm yeah, willing yeah. to pay the cost just to try this. Yeah, cool. Um, so anyway, I, I can't remember. We've gone on a tangent. We got here. What was the original question? What's your side project? Well, uh, and the, the, <laughs> you also asked, you did ask like, why do I have time to work on this now? And why haven't I had time in the past? Yeah, because right. like, Whenever I asked you, whenever I asked you, you were just like, I don't have the time. You were very adamant, actually. And I was really expecting a hardcore debate in this episode, but you're always very adamant that you do not have the time. You do not have the time. Well, have time. For the- and I've come here with all these arguments as to why you do have the time. And I feel like I've just like, you know, I've loaded up all my best weaponry and arsenal and I've just sort of shown up and no one wants to fight. And so I think when we were doing the house, I honestly didn't have the time. That was, I was just exhausted between, you know, actually doing work and then, Mm. you know, staying on top of the industry, right? Because I like to keep up with news and latest developments. And, you know, my downtime, my, you know, my playtime, my me time would be like learning some new tech or, you know, reading something or trying something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I've, I got, you know, this is more than two years ago. So I wasn't learning languages at that point. Um, and so I honestly didn't whilst we were doing the house. Prior to that, I said I didn't have time, but I did have time. I. You're lying to me. I could have. Yeah. I, you know, I, I could have not watched any television. I could have carved some time out. Well, uh, I get that. It's like, it's like I, I know you got your wife and I know you got a kid, but, you know, I've got a girlfriend, which admittedly isn't the same thing. It's not the same However, thing. However, perhaps, perhaps just as expensive, uh, perhaps even more so expensive. But, you know, like we've, we've already talked about this, but like my, my goal of starting four new um, side projects this year, right? We've got the podcast, which we've got some good news, hopefully, to share on this soon. Yep. We've got uh, lugs.ai, which is out, which is improving. And I'm doing some outreach around that too, actually. And I need you to keep me accountable on this too, not just to over-engineer this thing into a hole. Because you already saw that I discovered how to make the the Mac OS X glass effect appear in Electron. And then I proceeded to waste a good 20 minutes (laughs) just playing around with the design again, seeing how it fits into the app. Oh, it does look good. I undid it all. I got back to work. Um, But I've also got uh, Lockbox coming up, which needs to happen. And I've been in talks to start a new one um, with a potential partner on this too. Yeah, another one. You haven't told me about that. Cause you were, yeah, you were aiming for four, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I don't even know what the hell it's going to be yet, right? I, I've, I've only had a couple of ideas, but then I, I sit down and I figure out they've already been done. I just need something like super, super simple, super original, something. I need browser.horse. <laughs> Like, for lockboxes <laughs> for is me, so. fairly far along. Like I feel like you do need to get lockbox. 
I agree. Out. That does need to happen. But at the same time, I need to get Lugs.ai uh, a little bit more stable on the um, on the outreach side, right? Like the feedback I've had since launch has been really fantastic. People think it's super accurate. They love using it in meetings. The one, two dream features that they have that are preventing them from purchasing are number one, the ability to recall previous transcriptions like a recording, and number two, the ability to actually record system sound. And so that needs to happen. And that took a long time to figure out how to actually do that on Mac OS because they don't make it easy. No, on Windows, it's really. simple as pie. I, I wasn't sure that there was much. When you first started working on Lugs, I thought the market was quite small because I thought it was just a tool for you know, people who like hearing impairment, right? So something to really help uh, people who have like hearing issues. But the more that I... Well, you know, the, the, more the that Tam I Sam it, sum of hearing issues is pretty big. It's true, actually. And it's it's a, probably not a very well-served market. But honestly, from a business perspective, and for a, like a bootstrapped uh, indie hacker style, I actually, I think is a really solid business model there. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. No, no worries. You I, I think you it? do need to get some sort of subscription, <laughs> basic subscription going or with a couple of tiers for it to be a sustainable business long-term. Uh, and yeah, I think- I, I would agree. It's the only thing that worries me too is the recurring revenue. Like I'd have to sell a lot of these lugs licenses in order to get it to be, yeah. it's, it's too generous. It's just too damn generous compared to the um, alternatives and the competitors on the market. It doesn't matter how much better I am. It's just too, like it's way too generous what I'm offering for it. Yeah, it is. It is very generous. Uh, yeah, like honestly, the initial the price that you're charging at the moment would need to be ten x that, like mm. three hundred dollars or something like that for a lifetime license. And I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, or again, if, depending on how you let people sync. So honestly, using your own servers might not actually be as good as allowing people to connect Microsoft or Google, like their Microsoft OneDrive or their Google connected to Google Drive. Imagine if it just could upload the transcript as a Google Doc for you and then dump all your MP3 files in your Google Drive. And so at that point, you don't have to worry about the cost of the actual storage. That's handled by whoever's linked up their services. So your subscription doesn't need to be as high. It'd be good if, like, the more you can charge for it, the better. Uh, But at least in terms of operational cost, it doesn't need to be super high for that to work. And that's why I think you could have tiers, right? Like you pay five bucks a month and just connect your own. Uh, once you've got the initial purchase and the initial license, you're like five bucks a month just to, you know, to sync it out to Google Drive or whatever, or your Outlook. Or if you, they want to use your cloud sync service, then it, you know, you could be 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you like the, the, the lead competitor on the market who I was discussing with um, some of our potential customers, like their personal license for a one-time payment is $999. And if you actually go into businesses, you're talking about three grand a month. Yeah. Right. And it's significantly lower quality than what Lugs is capable of doing. So it needs to go up. I yeah. agree. But like like yourself, I've also got like this is this is and this is actually extremely timely that you said this before, which is that you mentioned that you're going to do the B2C outreach, or rather you're more willing to do the B2C outreach because you know a bunch of people who you know, personal friends, family, etc., who want to learn these sorts of languages. And it's almost just like you can hear your, like you can hear my own advice probably coming back at yourself, but in the opposite way, which is that those as like, I have a real sympathy for the hearing impaired, right? Which yeah. I think is understandable. But 
from a business point of view, it makes a lot more sense for me to go after the recurring revenue model and the people who are willing to pay for that. And they are out, not only are they out there, they are numerous and many and they pay a hell of a lot more for what they've already got, which is a hell of a lot worse. It makes a lot more sense for me to chase them. Yeah, but also you can provide a version of this to the hearing impaired if it becomes a sustainable business. Like there's ways of doing that. And so you're right. You That's are. what I mean. Should I be hitting them up first? I shouldn't be trying to advertise to that market first. I should no, be trying you to be advertise trying to, get to commercial customers to make a viable business out of it. So even it's like there's just so yeah. much opportunity here. If there's a reasonable priced option, like it's a subscription that's not too expensive for personal use, I actually could see a lot of people in our shoes who spend a lot of time on the computer talking about complex things who don't want to take notes uh, mm. because it's so time consuming. Uh, taking I thought you were going to say programmers who don't really want to pay attention during the morning stand-up, yeah. but they still want that transcript there just in case their name yeah, gets yeah, called Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, again, it's a pretty, it's a big-ish market. It's, it's, hmm. it's a big market. If you this is what I love is that them. you found a product that you're passionate about. I found a product which I'm passionate about, and we're both just pursuing it to to hopefully the end of it, right? And also, because we're both running this, we can both keep each other accountable yeah. Just like then, just like that that frank conversation, which is that, yes, I know that these are people that you're sympathetic with. However, it's not the highest uh, value business activity you could be doing, right? Not yeah. by a long shot. For me, in terms of like return on investment, it's not. The high value activity for just to defend my idea with getting it to these people is from a product perspective, if I can get it into the hands of these people and get feedback early, it really helps me iterate. And sure, it's like a core, a core, a um, a core like a customer group, right? What do you call them? Not not a core segment. What do you? Uh, no. What do you call it when people when you people just like fall in love with your product? You have that. I I no, I can't get past the look on your face right now. Sorry. There's a name that we used to use when we were working on 23 Shout. It came up often. I'm sorry. I just really can't. It's not popping into my head right now. Yeah. But if you can get that like that core super fan group of people oh, who just yeah. can't stop raving about your product and, and offer genuinely great feedback, that's very valuable. However, you've also got to be careful not to just build everything they say because they're no. you know, throwing praise and, and good and good words upon you. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm hoping that I can give it to people who actually give me real feedback. Like I want people who's just like, honestly, my mom's feedback was awesome. She's like, I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I, she just locked <laughs> My up. mom's feedback has been awesome with lugs. It doesn't run on my Intel Mac. Yeah. Can you please make it run on the Intel Mac? Uh, I said, oh, well, you know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not worth it. <laughs> it's sort of a small customer segment right now. What, what you should actually do is just get her, get her like a MacBook Air. That'll be cheaper. Yeah, I should actually just give her my MacBook Air. You've got an M1 MacBook Air. Just give it to her. Yeah, yeah. I've, I still keep it around just for testing, you know, on a non-development machine, right? Just got to make sure if you purchase a Mac from the store, is it actually going to run on it rather than your yeah, one, that's, which that's has true. all these homebrew libraries yeah, they are installed. More powerful. Well, not only that, they just got like a lot of developer libraries and <laughs> other things going oh, on already installed, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But yeah, it so, works on my machine because I already compiled SDL like three years ago. <laughs> you didn't? Yeah, I've pre-installed every library ever. <laughs> so exactly, that's why it, it runs path. on my machine. Yeah, it's just finding it on the path and working. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But yeah, I I do think there's there's also like if I can get this to there is definitely the word of mouth factor where uh, if I can get a like a basic ish product working 
and just get it out and have some payments in it, then it doesn't stop it from growing. I might not be focusing on it, but if I just give this to people who are in language schools and they start talking, I can see this being something that grows organically because it's just like, oh, how did your English get so good so quickly? And they're like, oh, I've just been talking to this app. And then they download it. You know, I have to, your app should have a persona, like a character. It should consistently have a name, right? Like you should be talking to, yeah, like Nemo or something like that. Like it, it needs that. Like I can really see this as being like, you know, hey Kelvin, I'm Mimo, or I'm I, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna call it. Don't call it Mimo, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. No, no, I gotta make it actually good. Um, that like you could like you can choose to talk between like the boy and the girl. Either way, they're gonna sound brilliant and it's gonna sound super realistic and blah blah blah. And they should have just like you know almost just like Duolingo has their their set of characters. Actually, just thinking about it, like you you talk to Duo. Or in your case, you can talk to, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like. I've, I've been thinking about that as well. And I I just don't, we don't have a name for it yet. And I'm not letting that stop me. Like it's it's project name. Nemo.horse. The, the project name is Ablando, which is the. Ablando. It's like talking in Spanish. Uh, you know, you should call it Blunder. Blunder. <laughs> yeah. Mm, it's just got too much negative connotation to it, Blunder. No, but that's also why it's so great, right? Because I I always blunder when I'm trying to learn another language. True, and this thing will just help me out. And also, like you can you can put a spin on neg- negative conversations. You can turn around the meaning of it very easily just by providing like a happy, fun product. And frankly, if it does go wrong, you can joke about it and say, F- <laughs> "Me, that whole thing was a blunder, wasn't it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest blunder I ever made. <laughs> I think about it. I'm, I'm not sure, right? Is I want something that is portable. So my main market is going to be English, Spanish, Spanish, English to begin with. Don't um, make it too obscure. Otherwise, English speakers will never know what it is. Don't, no, don't so, make so it's got to be something word. that's kind of simple enough that it is easy enough to say in Spanish and in English and other languages. So, El blandero. <laughs> El blandina. Something like one or two syllables. <laughs> five letters. I don't know. I'll find something. I'll sell you Kuvo.com if you want it. <laughs> you don't own Kuvo.com. I'm waiting to get it back. That guy's going to stop squatting my domain one day and I've already backlogged it. I've still got the G Suite set up on it so no one else can have it. I'm that determined to get it back for myself. I've been paying the damn G Suite bill the last 10 years <laughs> so no one else can set up G Suite on that domain. It's and, mine. And things like that are the reason why you don't have any spare cash. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know what's great about it is that we got that on that G Suite like personal thing where it was yeah. free for a long time it's still there man but when you're starting a like if you're starting a business like how do you find the time during the week to do it because i'm obviously lucky enough where if i'm not too burnt out at the end of the day i can just work on it and if i don't want to you know i still have social commitments i have things i have to do um but at the same time i can really sort of work around that and if i just want to if i'm if i'm in the zone in my off time or on my weekend or if i got something that needs to be done i can just say like look I can't hang out on Saturday, uh, let's do Sunday, or we can hang out in the evening, or let's do the morning, or I'll come meet you at lunch or something like that. I can, I can, I can still get out of things is sort of what I'm saying. Um, but you can't get out of a wife and kid. So like, what are you, how are you finding the time? What is the actual trick? Yeah, so like at the moment, my current setup, since I have was working like be- before, I was just working all the time, right? Get up early, work. The only time, but I would stop yep. and do dinner like and bedtime go. routine with Kyle and then yep. sit down and work again. And so 
a lot of that time that I don't need to work anymore is where I can fit it in. So I can either get up early and do an hour or two in the morning, try and get an like an hour in it on it a day consistently, uh, or at mm. least an hour on a side project a day. So some of that might be podcast prep. Um, yeah, but I I I try. I don't like leaving it for too long between getting into the code base because otherwise, when you've actually got some time to sit down on it, you've got to ramp back into it. Whereas if you're just doing a little bit each day, then when you've actually got a block of time to do some real work, uh, you don't have to context switch back into it and forget and remember where you're up to because you're kind of just keeping it in memory. Uh, and so yeah, so I'm trying to find like an hour a day, either in the morning or at night. So once Kyle's in bed around eight o'clock, then. You know, I can do an hour, I can sit down and do another hour and then try and switch off about, was it 8.30, 9.30. And what, what do you say to people who just say, because I think there's this real misunderstanding. Some people hear like, oh, I can only do like an hour a day. Like that doesn't sound like I can get anything done, right? And I think that a lot of people just sort of misunderstand that they're not starting or rather they're not managing Facebook, right? Just the fact that you're trying to get your own project up and running an hour a day can be like, it can really, you can get a lot done in just an hour yeah, a day I if still, you do it consistently. You probably still need a block of time somewhere where, you know, like a four hour block to do some more mm. in-depth work. And and I can find that now. But you can on, still, you can still split that, right? You can do that like two hours in the morning, two hours at night sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. It's not as productive as you might hope, like splitting up your time like that. But it's you can find pockets of time yeah. around the place. And like I'm finding now that, so I'm back to four days a week. So... Yeah. I'm doing four by nines, uh, four by nine hours. And so that gives me Friday. I thought you meant like a, like the size of a wood for a second. I was like, you want to, you're doing like nine by fours? Like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing four nine hour days from Monday to Thursday. So that means that on Friday, Friday evening as well, I might just do a late night or, you know, do an early morning or something. I'll find a block of four hours somewhere on Friday to actually make some progress. Mm. And then, Again, maybe on Saturday for a couple of hours or it's to find the time, right? I don't watch any TV now, none. I might watch five minutes of YouTube somewhere just as like, you know, a wind down. Uh, Mate, you don't want to try eating food without watching YouTube, right? You could actually die. <laughs> but uh, like if you take away, if it's, it's amazing how much time you sink into television, uh, it's, you know, it's easy to lose like five hours a week to TV. Five and yes. so that is actually the time that you could be doing this five to ten hours a week. Yeah, and like wouldn't you rather be doing something like I? I know this is like for some people, there's nothing that you can say that will ever get them actually motivated to pull the trigger. But like for me at least, when I when I start watching, you know, if I, if I'm looking at Netflix, I'm like, should I sit down and watch Netflix or should I go just do something and actually work on something? And in my brain, like my brain does not allow me to. This is something that sort of happened within the last year or so, my brain does not allow me to do just sit down and watch Netflix. Once mm. I do it, if I have to do it with like, you know, with, with my girlfriend or something like that, I'll get really into it and I'll really enjoy it. And before you know it, I'm enjoying Emily in Paris more than she is. If I like, if I'm just doing it myself, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm saying, thinking, should I be getting into Netflix? Should I be watching this show? I heard that show is really good. People keep recommending I watch this show over here. My brain is just like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You have to be doing something productive and working towards that productive thing yeah. to get to that outcome that you you don't know what it is, but you kind of want it, right? It's just like it's just like this like big like it's like the big burly guy in my brain. It's just like halt, yeah, you you may not you may not watch the television. You must work. 
<laughs> I like how you're the big belly guy in your head, started off Russian and ended up German. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like somewhere in that area, right? It all, it's all the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I'm the same. I've managed to find, like, if I do want to watch a little bit of television, I'll sit down and watch something in Portuguese. Like, I'll find, like, a Portuguese TV program. <laughs> it's, it's productive, right? It is productive. Yeah. I put the subtitle. It's you can go be... talk about it later with your, with your app. Yeah, exactly. And I've actually got some, like, modes that might be helpful ideas for that as well, right? Where it could listen along. So, for example, there's some shows I want to watch that have Brazilian subtitles, Brazilian Portuguese subtitles and Brazilian Portuguese language, but the subtitles and the spoken language don't line up, which is horrible. Mm. Uh, so mm. I might actually just set the app up so that, or, or use lugs or something like that just to listen to it and transcribe it for me so I get exactly what's being said. Ooh, you know, Lugs has the ability to export SRT as well. So if you actually just let it run through beforehand, it could give you a subtitles file. Oh, nice. Again, another tangent that we've gone down. But yeah, so your question there was like finding the time. Honestly, there's there's probably some time. And I think the biggest thing is to get started on doing something. For me, like, you know, as an NGO, I really like building stuff. And so it's not it's not a... Especially like I'm, I'm passionate about this idea. So I, I've got the product founder fit for this, which I haven't mm. had in a long time. I just haven't been that excited about any idea. Uh, and so you're saying this is the reason you didn't come to work on 23 Shout with me is that you weren't excited about enterprise phone systems? Yeah, sorry, man. God, there's no exciting some people, mate. What yeah, can I say? right. It's just such a riveting idea. I, uh, <laughs> it's so riveting. Even I loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, and, but also now, honestly, I'm, I'm learning the language while I'm building this because I'm testing the software as I go. It's brilliant, right? Same thing with lugs. I'm literally using this thing in meetings yeah. because I can't understand what everyone's saying at the table. Like, yeah. especially, um, you know, shout out to my, to my team lead. She's a very softly spoken person. And so oftentimes, like during standup, I have to lean in very closely just to be able to hear what she's saying. Everyone knows it. My hearing's not a secret of that company. I couldn't conceal it for very long. But just the ability to sit in that meeting room, someone says something and I think, oh God, like I have no idea what they just said or did they say what I think they said? I can just glance down at my computer, which has been running on the table, reconfirm what they've said straight back into the conversation, especially with speaker separation now with like color coding. It's been like, yeah. it's been brilliant. It's really changed how that that sort of uh, works for me. And I'm really excited to see, like, if there's people in similar situations, like, I can't be the only programmer out there, a professional who's losing their hearing. This thing's a bloody godsend. And even then, you know, it's just, it's even the ability to just go back to the meeting and just recap it later. You know, my memory's not too great either. I like to just be able to, like, go back and think, okay, what did we actually talk about during, like, that part? Can I just reconfirm those details, go back and see it? Perfect. Very easy. Yeah. And I suppose that's that's the thing that we've found with these two products is it's something that fits into our life. And so mm. it's, it is actually easier to find time to dedicate to it because it's multi-purpose. Yeah. Uh, and I got to fix it, right? I got to make it better. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like you need it, you want to use it. And so, and this yeah. is the same. If I built this for nobody else but myself, I would still get value out of it. And I, you know, you know what? You keep telling me to put it, you know, make uh, recurring revenue out of lugs. I'm setting my new monthly price at whatever yours is. So when I buy yours, <laughs> you're also getting charged for the exact same amount <laughs> out of lugs. So you know who yep. wins there? Stripe. 
Oh yeah, true. They're the only ones who win out of it, right? It's like the lawyers are the only ones who well, win. Well, they're out of the it only before. ones who win, but they they win because you know they win in both directions. Um, but yeah, I, I. You know what? Why don't we just give each other each other's BSB details and just send you the damn money? <laughs> yeah, we could save do you that. Point two percent. Or we just give each other free and save the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just give me free access, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. We could just do reciprocal access. Although it is nice having that revenue number. Like when early days, just having like a couple of people paying for it. That's it's nice, right? That's a boost to to keep you going. Yeah, like we talked about this before, which is that when you start a business, when when someone starts a business, I always buy their product. And as someone that I know starts a business, and I always buy their first copy of their product if it's a reasonable price, I'll buy it just to give them that, you know, that that feel good feeling. Thank you very much for also doing similar to um to to lugs. That was really awesome. It's just really nice to get those payouts like the first week that First two, three weeks that I had lugs, I still had friends buying it. So just waking up every now and again and seeing the, like the payout coming from Stripe, it was super motivating yeah. to get something done. And then I had like my first, I don't know who you are. I don't know how you found this service. I don't know what got you to download this or to buy it. Uh, sale come through. That was like, that's, that's such a cool feeling when you see that as well. Like your first anonymous sale. Um, that was super motivating too. Like I was pretty burnt out by the time I launched Lugs. Get, even just getting the damn thing to compile for oh, multi spent so much time on that. That was such a like a drag. Electron is like a super underdocumented <laughs> platform at this point. Um, it's got a lot of history to it. You're reading a lot of very old blog articles that contain like super crucial information to how to get things done. Uh, but just seeing that, it was like almost just like my my spirit. My spirit was um, completely refreshed back to the top, right? And the, like the first weekend, I was just like straight back into lugs. Like, you know, I've got to get this thing done. Super motivated. Everyone around me like, what the fuck? I thought you released that. Like, no, 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 no. There's a whole bunch of work to do. I'm really looking forward to the same thing happening to you because I got no doubt this is going to go out there and be a big success. Yeah. And even just getting the first, like the first payment. I don't know that I've ever written any software for myself and successfully charged money for it. I've been doing this a long time. Like the fact that I haven't <laughs> made any money directly myself, I think is... Well, you keep giving it away for free. Yeah, that's exactly right. Giving it away for free or just not having the products there. Yeah. I actually think, you know, on the, on the topic of like why I haven't started things prior, and it hasn't always just been the time. Like prior to Kyle, I had the time potentially. And maybe didn't have the buy-in. So it wasn't something that we as a family had discussed and, and bought into as an idea, which obviously makes it easier. But honestly, I struggled with the product development side of things. Like I've always been good at solving technical problems. That's one thing. It give me a problem to solve, a technical problem to solve, yeah. and I can get it done. But making product decisions is something that I have struggled with because uh, it's that idea that I want to build something... I liked, especially early on, I wanted to build things well. And so, mm. you know, I'm a bit more cowboy now. I'm more interested in getting something done and usable than I am in, you know, architecting it perfectly and making it look perfect. And Product engineering is an art form. It is, right? And it I really is, honestly yeah. just struggled with it. And it's not something that mm. I ever pushed through. I always defaulted back to what I liked and was good at, which was engineering problems, learning new technologies, experimenting, just having a play. Uh, you know, start like random side project. You know, I, I bought, I built, you know, like Gradle plugins and other 
things. I wouldn't build apps that I could sell. I just build like open source little projects or whatever that I needed to use myself, you know, tooling and you know developer experience things. And so, but building an actual product, I yeah, I really struggled with. And so, I think my excuse prior to family or prior to Kyle was that I didn't have time. But it was really I just struggled to yeah to actually build to to build a product and ship it because i never thought it was good enough i never thought anybody would buy it i wasn't willing to face the rejection probably again a lot of that's probably subconscious but looking back now i can see that you got a good idea here man like i really really like this idea i liked it from the moment you told it to me but I also, I'm really excited to see how you go with this because not only are you building a product, you're also building a, a business, right? Yeah. And I, one thing that I've always, you know, I've never, I've never held it against you. I promise I've never held sure it against you. you. But it's always been like a small irony in my head that Kelvin keeps giving startup advice to people and he's never run a startup before. So yeah, it's true. This is all, this is going to be a lot of fun for me to see how well you stick to your guns and stick to your own advice. I will advice. say my startup advice has generally been technology focused because that's where I've been, yes. right? In the technological yeah. decisions and technical lead roles, making the, yep. the right decisions, you know, the technical decisions for startups, or at least given the best of my knowledge, this is what I think. I, you know, I have, I have abstained right? from giving you... business advice <laughs> for the most part because <laughs> I just don't have Don't give experience. legal advice. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm going to be hounding you because the thing I'm worried about is you're also a technical founder. And for people who don't know, technical founders have a special kind of um, risk attached to them where, you know, like I did at 23 for a while, frankly, and like I am slipping back into now, it's very easy for technical founders to just to work on the product, perfect a product, completely yeah. over-engineer solutions to products. One of the, like, you know, we've, you've heard it before here with Waheed. It, and you heard about my experience at 23. One of the biggest things that you need to focus on in reality is just marketing and sales, man. Like it needs to be the majority of your job and it needs to be the most boring part of your job. But like, it's the part that makes you money. Yeah. And so this is the good thing where we've got, like I've got buy-in now between Natty and myself. This is something we're working on together. Because hmm. I, I'm not good. Like I like talking to people, but as I mentioned, I'm not particularly a big fan of sales. Uh, but I will mm -hmm. do sales calls for this. But honestly, Natty's my secret weapon here because Natty can sell. She doesn't like it, but she can <laughs> do it. She is very good at it. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to point her at uh, point her at <laughs> sales related tasks as well, and be blown away. Because like this is something if she's going to be selling it, it's our business. It's not you're not selling it for someone else. You're selling it for you know, yeah. our own business. Okay, so I wanted to wrap up what I've been talking about. One, very excited about this product, and because I'm excited about it, I'm giving up other things to make time for it. I'm giving up TV time. I'm not giving up family time. That's my one thing that I won't do. But I will give up other things. Uh, and well, I guess it's almost like it's almost like you have to choose how much of a sacrifice you're willing to make, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, you can give up family time if you want to go that extra mile, but you know, you're probably probably not that um, not that trade off that people are generally willing to have. Yeah, there's a certain amount of time that I will spend with Kyle, my son, um, mm -hmm. on a weekly basis. That is, you know, 
I, I might I might sacrifice it for a week, but I'm definitely not sacrificing it indefinitely, right, for an ongoing commitment. Uh, the good thing is because this is a project that Natty and I are working on together, then our time together can be working on this as well. And it's something that works for both of us. So it's, a, you know, it's something that we're, we're both close to as a technology. So I think, you know, if you are looking for time, finding something that works into your life. And, you know, they, if you listen to other podcasts like Indie Hackers and Starters for the Rest of Us and those other, you know, like bootstrapping your own business um, podcasts, they'll often talk about that idea of like product founder fit. And, mm. you know, and finding a problem that you want to solve can often come from your life. And we've both done that. And, you know, I think we've both found uh, a product that is, you know, monetizable that can work. Obviously, we won't know. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you're already getting people purchasing lugs. So there's some validation there. Uh, and I'm hoping to get to the validation stage quickly so that I can pivot if I need to. Um, and that's why I keep telling you, I think I think you can do an informal test of this thing. Like well, I know that you want to get those test. account systems in. But it's more. But of, I think you can just like give a copy to people where you can just track the usage almost just like by looking at your credit card bill, right? And then you can just remotely shut it down using a Firestore config value or something like that if you have yeah, to. Yeah, I definitely just get it into their control. hands sooner rather than later. But I can get accounts yeah. in in a day. Like that's not a big deal. And then I, I know can, you can, but do, like is, is shut like, it off. <sighs> But is that the advice you would give to other people in the similar situation? Or would in, you say... In this situation, I would. I, I will give it to my sister in its current state because I could trust her not to share it uh, and not to send yeah. me broke uh, in the process. Well, is that why, why aren't you giving it to you? Don't trust me? Or? Uh, I, I will get a little bit more done though. At the moment, it's a super rough prototype that you won't even know what to do with it. You'll open it. You'll be looking at it going... Uh, so as soon as it, yeah, this guy really can't design a product, can he? Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> as soon as it's able to be used without supervision, I will start giving it to some people uh, to okay. start to start testing. Yeah, just don't go too far on the UI. Oh, like if I'm building it, it's going to be garbage. I've told Natty, like Natty will start doing designs, but it's one of those things where I much prefer to, to hack in a crappy prototype first and then to skin it afterwards because then you know what the technical limitations are. Is if you mm. if you have too much freedom and you know, if you give your designer too much freedom, they might build something, design something that you can't build. So I like the just you know hacky, get it in. I'm I'm definitely happy with that solution. I will be making it hacky yeah. and get something out. And hopefully, you know, another one or two weeks, uh, I'll have something that I can start distributing. I, I might actually sit down and do some accountability on that and have a look at time and set a deadline on it because I do like deadlines. And one thing I'd also recommend is like, I know that you don't need it. I know that you're like, this is not your first radio, but actually going and fleshing out, like we've already talked about two potential customer profiles, going and fleshing out those personas as well. Well, that's actually a really good um, idea. Like doing, yeah. Just doing that, like the standard hard yards of like a, a small startup thing, like you know, what they teach you at a hackathon, right? And sometimes you're just like, well, that's silly. I don't need that sort of stuff. And maybe your business is blowing up levels and you don't need that sort of stuff. However, uh, it can really help a lot of, um, and it helped me and it's helped me with lugs as well to actually go down, sit down and actually say, okay, well, I have three target customers in mind. 
let's actually think about what they need personally from the product. Let's think about what they're actually trying to achieve from the product, what would actually make them happy from the product. And then that allows me to then go through and actually, you know, think about it a bit more, reach out to these specific people. If I have a lead coming in, I can class them in as a, a, a one of these personas. It's it's it may seem basic and it may seem like you know baby's first business, but it's not. It really is something you should probably get done at some point because it really does add value to your sales process. I actually think, and even you just your thinking, customer profiles and and going through, and again like talking about user stories or like specific scenarios that you're trying to solve. I mm. it's advice I give to people all the time, and I've been so caught up in the fun of building this that I haven't actually sat down and and done that. So. And I, you know, don't spend too much time on it. You don't have to make it no, super flashy, but, but even think, just like a Notion document with a couple of headers is, is good. It's a great start. I think if like I make that as one of my tasks this week, like yeah, I could probably get my family to <laughs> to start paying for this. Stuff. But anyway, I think that was the summary of my point. Was if you're struggling to find the time, find something you're passionate about. Uh, that'll yeah. help you find the time. Dual purpose as well, like something that fits in with your life. And you know, like for me, I've made it family time as well so it's it solves a lot of problems for me this specific idea so i can actually find more time to dedicate to it when would you call it quits if it doesn't work when, when would you call it what would be the point where you'd say you know what this isn't working what, what would have to happen if i can't get anybody to give me money for this in a prototype state i'll definitely reevaluate whether or not i'm going in the right damn that's pretty brutal but you've got to be like otherwise i could spend i'm confident i can get at least someone to pay for it or i can get you know like a pre-order from some commercial organization even if a commitment in writing from a you know some sort of commercialization avenue Hmm. yeah i've got yeah well we'll see but again like it's it's easy to it's easy to think that and that not actually come to fruition so definitely you get pretty married to an idea right yeah the 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 beauty of this idea is even if nobody else uses it, I will get use out of it. <laughs> You'll still be using it. Oh, yeah. Same thing with lugs, right? At least I'm still using yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beauty of solving a problem for yourself. Hmm. And the, the thing that is interesting for my specific use cases, it might actually take a, a little while for me to find the sweet spot where this works for the average person. So I don't want to pull the pin too early. Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a tough one, but I definitely want to be ruthless on it because we've got a bunch of ideas in the backlog of things that I'd like to build, but this is just the one that is most interesting and exciting to me because it helps me solve, you know, my own life problems. One of the things I'm trying to do personally on my end, because I, you know, I've got the same problem. Once you come up with an idea and you get more and more invested into it, it's more and more easy, like, you know, I call it the founder sillies where something isn't working and you'll see the founder just like almost like just talking gibberish, just like going in circles as to why it's not working or these new features they're trying or this new market they developed. But they got one guy who said he'll pay if it's got just got this one more thing that it can do. And, you know, he's just got to get that extra round of funding or like just this one bug solved as the reason that people aren't buying. You know, you know what I'm talking about. We've all seen it. We've all seen a founder or been a founder. I was that founder once. Um who just like they can't nail it down you can't nail down why it's not working so they're sort of like sort of like a robot that's gone haywire um and refusing to call it quits and, and one of the things i'm trying to do to mitigate that is just by creating more yeah like micro startups right and that's like one of those four things. and four in a year there's there's something from one of the other podcasts i listen to they there's this idea that if you're taking a year off work don't spend a year mm. working on one product 
spend one month God, no. <laughs> on 12 products. Just yes. build and launch. Because obviously there's a skill also in building and launching something. And so, yes. you know, products one through eight, like one of those 12 products might actually make you some money. And that means, yeah. if, you know. And holy hell, you should be launching those like in a super early state. Literally, like you have one month, you time box it. Full time. Yeah. Well, if you're not working, it's full time. One month, launch a product, mm-hmm. and then put it out there, and wait for some feedback, right? And then go on to your next mm-hmm. one. Because then, you and can- I'll be honest, I would I, I would not have launched lugs if I hadn't been at work, in work that day and asking another engineer for advice, and him just saying, "Why is this not out already? This is way better than what's out there already. Like you should charge money for this." Mm. And I, I was just like, "Oh." well maybe i should launch it because i think i can't remember what the hell i was doing i was trying to solve some like random like i'm just telling you like just launch the thing uh, which is funny because yeah. right? it's and easy actually... it's easy to say that to somebody else and i'm gonna be the same know, you'll be saying it to me you're like just launch it already just launch it already that's the thing it's like it's also once it's out there the beauty of getting something out there is that you just start prioritizing more clearly the roadmap mm. of what needs to get done like that vat issue i was working on has never come up again since and now I'm just hearing the feedback. I want it to record. I want to pull up past conversations. I wanted to do system audio. Very clearly, very clear goals to be working and, towards in know, order to win more sales. They're the things that actually broaden the market for it and make it a more viable. So mm. definitely getting it into people's hands the quickest. And I think that's I think that's what I've done well so far in this, and that I have been giving it to people, showing people, getting feedback. And so, you know, let's see if it continues yeah, doing a that month from now, man, it's, it's going to have to be out there and actually, you know, earn, earning some money. Anyway, I mean, we keep, uh, we keep trying to wrap up and then getting on a tangent. This has been good. So like, this is kind of the first of a series that we'll touch on periodically, uh, where we'll do accountability on how we're going, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have an episode every so often where we'll check in and you know, do a bit of an accountability on how we're going with what we're building. So this is kind of the intro to the our products. And then also like how, how public we want to get with that too. I am doing building public on Twitter. I've tried to get more into building public on Twitter. I see some people on Twitter who do it very, very well. And then most people are just using the hashtag as you know self-advertising. I've been trying to get in there sort of explaining what my priorities are, why I've made those priority decisions. I came out with a tweet today saying why, like the exact market segment I'm focusing on, my results of that so far and um, what my plans are going forward. And that might seem like giving way too much away to anyone else who might want to be a potential competitor. But at the same time, I'll say this, my potential competitors already exist. They're already very large companies who have very robust sales teams. I don't think they really care what I'm up to, at least not yet. Um, And beside that, I've always said more competition is better. If I see somebody else starts on this, like lugs.horse, it will only make me work harder i can guarantee that it will only make me wake up at like in a panic at 5 a.m thinking holy crap i need to get to work right now because someone else is trying to catch up to me that's good i yeah. like that sort of thing yeah that's fair and for someone to steal your idea they have to a have the technical knowledge and b the drive to actually go and steal yeah. your idea so you know it gets... and, you know there are people out there who will do that just for the laugh but then to actually sustain that to turn it into a viable startup you know the joke gets old yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Like how, how how much can you really get a kick out of doing something like that? So yeah, so that's it. So we'll we'll do this periodically. I don't know with what frequency, but we'll definitely have this type of episode where we stop, we we check in and do like accountability. Like what was I think in the next one we should do a recap of like how we've gone over that period and actually set goals. 
or ourselves for the next month. So if we just say, okay, we'll do one of these a month. And then it'll be like, okay, how did you go last month? And how are you going to go? So, and what are your goals for next month? And then we can actually sit down and do an accountability. Okay, so Pat, did you make these, you know, did you? Because like that'll be embarrassing. It's not just me and you sitting down and talking and, you know, then everybody who listens to us will all be like, oh, you should definitely have done that. You know, there's accountability on a big yeah. scale. <laughs> and man, I actually feel actually, you know, I just got, I didn't get to use all my arguments. I was just like, I had the war chest ready to go for this because I thought you're going to defend and say you couldn't do it so hard. I just got to go through a few of them. First of all, Elon Musk, like you, you got a kid, try having 10 kids and you got a wife, try having like two ex-wives plus like how many one-time flings has that guy had now he had grimes he had that other girl i just as a counterpoint to that i want to say how much time does he spend with his children (laughs) and he has made it well if he had only one i'm sure it would be an equal amount as you but the fact he's got 10 you know he's got to divide and love them equally for him to even spend that amount of time because the amount he works there is no more time left in his days, right? To spend the amount of time that I spend with Kyle, right? Like, it's just, it's not even co- comparable. But I'm pretty sure. No, I, look, I, I don't believe it because I saw X at the Twitter HQ. You know, he's That's hanging out with dad all day. That's, he's having a great, probably fired a bunch of people. Probably have like, <laughs> got the kid in on those meetings too, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Ash, t- tell him what I told you. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I also think that, Elon Musk probably makes it super clear, at least for his recent batch of children, that he's not going to be a present father. Like, you know what you're getting into with Elon. And he's willing we to make that Elon sacrifice. As a podcast, I'm not guys. willing to make that sacrifice. Then that's fair enough. Like, like, like we said, it's like the levels of sacrifices you have to make. And if you're going to try and be the next Elon Musk, then, you know, it's like, what's the quote from The Simpsons with Mr. Burns? And they get him in to talk about business in front of the kids. He says, religion, friendship, family. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to be successful in business, right? <laughs> like, that's the, the truth of it. You're going to have to cut everything out of your life if you just want to become a ruthless capitalist. Yeah, so um, what are your goals? I, like, right? I think it's possible. Huh? What are your goals? Uh, like, yeah, for me, yeah, exactly. What I are your goals? Are you trying to be Elon Musk? No, and I don't want to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, right? Like, it's something that, you know, I figured out pretty clearly by doing uh, 23 Shout, which is the yeah, sort of levels of, um, sort of levels that I like to go to in projects. Uh, and that's not one of them. Yeah, yeah. But Definitely, like, define success you know, for yourself. Like, that isn't success for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, you need to set clear boundaries. But like we talked about, there are things that you can be doing to oh, get yeah. these businesses, on, uh, if not off the ground, then at least developing and germinating the ideas in your daily life, you know? Um, anyway look my other one was like the podcast obviously you've got the podcast so you already have like a little small indie business going on so like your entire point is moot anyway you know, it's, <laughs> it can be done but and that's uh, true as well right like that's a business that doesn't require so much initial investment it's something you can just start doing start doing badly yeah. and get better at and that's oh, a really yeah. good we, recommendation we, 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 right if you're having trouble like building a software yeah. business because you need dedicated development time Start producing some content. You know what? Even if it's garbage, you've still started something and you'll learn a whole bunch from it and other opportunities will present themselves along the way. And you know what? That SEO takes like six months to actually take effect anyway. So at the very least, if you can't produce the program right now, just go and register a domain name and start putting content on the page. Get it ready for Google to actually discover your Email website. Email sign-ups. It's going to take six months to actually show up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could literally buy a template 
or use a, a Wix <laughs> or a Squarespace template and start collecting emails. And that's that's the advice I keep giving to people, which is just like just just use Squarespace. Don't can't get like someone to build a website for you. Like my, my even my website, I didn't bother building myself. I just got a template from uh, Tailwind or something like that. Mm. Yep. All right, these good arguments. I yeah yeah. I wish I could cheat you. No, down like I came prepared. Yeah, you did. I came came for a gunfight, mate, and there was nobody home. There's <laughs> just somebody there. Like, yeah, sure, man. Like, uh, this is I I <laughs> agree everything. with you. And I'm just like, well, shit. <laughs> I just bought this fancy weapon. Now I don't get to use it. Uh, but I I think it's because we'd prepared for this, right? So you actually gave me enough warning for me to prepare myself and actually look honestly. The at problem my is, behavior. I told you it was coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I told you I had some arguments for you. So you just came without looking for a fight. And you caused me it. to do some serious self-reflection and introspection. And oh, well, uh, I could yeah, do that. That's... You made me realize that, you know, you had some good points. You you, you were right. That hurt to say. <laughs> Before you even heard them, yeah, <laughs> you were yeah. willing to concede that there were good points. All right, well, we got that going anyway. So let's let's just wrap up the podcast because yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the f*** this podcast is about anymore. So, Kelvin, where can everybody find you? Uh, so I'm on Twitter. Still still yeah. Kelvin You're, Bullwinkle. X? X. You mean X? I'm on X. Uh, yeah, yep. Kelvin Bullwinkle. You got an X profile. My full name. Uh, Techhuddle.show. Yep. Tech there's links on the, on the bio. And I'm the same. I'm x.com forward slash patsnacks. Believe it or not, it actually does work. Uh, or you can get to me at techhuddle.show and you can look me up there. Yeah, or find us and on LinkedIn. You can probably email us. the same handle on LinkedIn, I'm pretty sure. I think I'm yeah. just Bullwinkle on LinkedIn. If you're shocked that we actually have jobs, you can verify that by going to <laughs> LinkedIn.com. <laughs> yes, yes, we are employed. Yeah, people actually do pay us money. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. No more one-month gaps. We'll see you yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to weekly. Well, we're back to weekly from now. Accountability. Yeah, no excuses. No, yeah, accountability. We'll have we bi-weekly accountability for our weekly episodes. Okay, that's <laughs> cut. Right. That's it.